We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. today seven day games eight night games so a really good day to split them up and play the day slate and the night slate uh before we dive into the matchups and the games let me welcome in my co-host of course i'm james seltzer and let me welcome my co-host benny ricciardi benny i didn't even want to say my name i was so excited to say yours <laughs> hey how's it going man it's nice to uh nice to have the dynamic duo back in action here so this this should be good that's what I'm saying, man. It was tough without you. I, you normally don't long for work when you're not at work, but but I definitely missed it. Hey, you know what? I mean, you know, everything uh, worked out pretty smooth. We had some subs in your place. Some of the uh, the guys that usually do Friday, I think, were, were with me on, uh, you know, Wednesday and Thursday covering for you. So, you know, deep bench here at Rotowire. It's, you know, next man up is the way we roll. That's exactly right. It's a deep, deep bench. Uh, if only a lot of these MLB teams had as deep a bench as we do. All right, Benny, let's dive in, take a quick look at the slate, and then we'll jump in game by game. Slate starts early at 12.10. Uh, you got to make sure that's part of the day slate. It, it, um, it is part of the all-day slate, but sometimes they start the uh, day slate at 105. Uh, mm-hmm. Indians hosting the Tigers. Josh Tomlin going up against Michael Fulmer, the rookie. Uh, 105 start in Philly. Jeremy Hellickson hosting. Hosting Tyrell Jenkins and the Braves, not Leroy Jenkins. Uh, 110 start out of Minnesota. Hopefully the weather from uh, tonight 
as we record this on a Tuesday night. Uh, doesn't carry over. It seems like uh, there are going to be some issues out there. Uh, it is Irvin Santana hosting Sonny Gray and the A's, but that obviously could change if this game does get rained out tonight. Uh, one ten start in New York as well. Jacob DeGrom and the Mets hosting Miami and lefty Justin Nicolino move on to a two twenty start in Chicago as the Cubbies host Anthony Desclafani and his uh, Cincinnati Reds, Adam Warren pitching for the Cubs, a couple of righties battling there. 3-10 start in Los Angeles is a little interleague action. The Dodgers and Bud Norris, the newly acquired Bud Norris, hosting the Baltimore Orioles and Kevin Gausman, another battle of righties there. And then we round out the day slate at 4:05 in the nation's capital as Tanner Roark and the Nationals take on the Brewers and Matt Garza. Night slate begins at 7 o'clock in Boston. As the knuckleballer Stephen Wright takes the hill, taking on Martin Perez at the lefty and the Rangers. As we head on to 7.07 in Toronto, Marcus Stroman, the struggling righty for the Blue Jays, hosting Ian Kennedy and the Royals as that fun uh, fun matchup continues. Animosity is always fun in sports. Uh, 7.10 start in Tampa as Drew Smiley, the lefty, the righty, Jared Weaver, and the uh, Los Angeles Angels, the uh, old, old, old righty, Jared Weaver. Uh, 8-10 start in Chicago at the cell is Miguel Gonzalez and the White Sox host Michael Pineda and Benny's New York Yankees. Uh, another 8-10 start in Houston, Mike Fires, the righty, taking on the Seattle Mariners and a Wade LeBlanc back in action, the lefty. Uh, battle of the lefties at 8-15 in St. Louis is Jaime Garcia and the Cardinals take on Jeff Locke and the Pirates. Uh, and then we move on to a 940 start in Arizona. Shelby Miller taking on Colin Ray and the Padres, a couple of righties there. Then we round out the night in San Francisco. Johnny Cueto has been dynamite for the uh, San Francisco Giants, hosting Jorge De La Rosa, who's been pretty good himself since coming back. And the Rockies. All right, Benny, let's jump right in because we got a lot to talk about. Let's start off with that 12-10 game in Cleveland. Michael Fulmer against Josh Tomlin. Are you leaning uh, – Either way on this, and are you going to put Michael Fulmer in there? He's been a hot, but Cleveland has been awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I like the pitching more than I like anything else in this game. You know, Fulmer's gone, I think, eight starts in a row with one run or less that he's given up. That's just, you know, for a rookie, this kid's been really, really good. He got the strikeouts the last time out. That had been something that, you know, was a little bit lacking in his game. But like you said, it's tough against this Cleveland lineup, and this Cleveland lineup has hitters from top to bottom, so I don't really know if I'm using Fulmer here, but I'm definitely not taking bets against him. And then Josh Tomlin, too. Josh Tomlin's been pretty solid, so I have a feeling that this is going to be a lower-scoring game, and I'm kind of off of all the bats here. I guess if you wanted to do something, you know, the middle of that Detroit order, guys like Miggy and, uh, and Victor Martinez would be, you know, where I would go. I like Martinez, obviously, with the catcher eligibility on, on FanDuel, but I think there's much better spots to go after the bats here. If anything, like I said, I, I like the pitching, but I don't know if I like it enough to start either one of them. So I'm kind of off this game altogether. I am 100% off this game altogether. Totally agree. You know, if Tomlin is at 8,600, Fulmer at 8,800. If those prices weren't so high, I would I would certainly consider those guys. But Cleveland's already up 5 nothing again tonight, and uh, what, they won 10 or 11 straight against the Tigers, uh, beat them every time they played them this year. So 
I like Fulmer more in the matchup, but I also don't want to bet against the Indians as the Tigers right now. So I agree. That's a, to stay away from me as well. 105 start in Philadelphia. Uh, maybe uh, uh, the Phillies starting to hit a little bit, and they get this Tyrell Jenkins. What do you know about Jenkins? And uh, Hellickson, is, that, is there a spot you want to maybe throw him in today? You know, I actually like the bats on both sides of this game. I don't know a ton about this Jenkins kid other than the fact that you know, they're calling him up right now, and, I mean, as bad as Atlanta's pitching has been, if this kid was any good, he probably would have been up here already. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not really looking for a big game out of him. And Hellickson struggles a little bit with the left-handed bats, and you're going to get a lot of left-handed bats in this Braves team going up against them. So I kind of like the bats on both sides of this. Philly's a good hitter's park, so guys like Freeman make a little bit of sense to me. Um, if you're looking for a really cheap option, Jace Peterson's been leading off for Atlanta. You know, the lefties against Hellickson, like I said, probably the way I want to go. I never really play Marcakis. There's no upside there. And, you know, NCR Day and Malik Smith are both on the DL still. So not really a lot on that side. On the Philly side, I mean, Odebell Herrera is on fire right now. I love this guy. I have him in season long. I think he's a great play. He has a little bit of home run upside. He can steal a base for you. He leads off. He gets a whole bunch of hits for them. Um, and like I said, I, I'd be perfectly fine picking on this Jenkins kid. You probably want to use the lefties. You know, Cody Ashey's been batting in the three-hole lately. I don't think there's a ton of upside there, but he's very cheap on a lot of sites, so that that might be somebody to look at. You know, then you got guys like Mikhail Franco and Tommy Joseph and Cameron Rupp, all right-handed bats, but against the rookie making his first start, I don't mind it. I just, you know, it's like we always talk about with the Phillies. I just never see this Philly team as a team that's going to pound out six or seven runs. So it's tough for me to really stack up a lot of bats. If anything, I think Odebel Herrera is on my short list, but not much else from that side of the game. Yeah, it's tough, but they're they're starting to hit, man. And, you know, you maybe you ride the wave for a little bit. Tyrell Jenkins called up with Julio Tehran as a treatment for an infection, missing a start, so... 23-year-old kid, don't know a ton about him, but certainly called into action a little bit before expected due to injury. So you would certainly expect him not to pitch that long in the Braves' bullpen, not very good either. So uh, I think a chance for the Phillies to put up some runs, agree. I love Herrera. Peter Borges has been, like, white hot lately and was, like, 2,400 mm-hmm. uh, in FanDuel. So it hasn't really risen much. So um, that's a that's a num. You know, like I said, I don't like him, but he's had a few better outings than you would expect. Um, but not not good, so I don't think I'd risk him there either. All right, Minnesota 110 start as the A's host the Twins. Irvin Santana taking on Sonny Gray. Yeah, you know, Sonny Gray's actually been pretty solid lately. I don't know if he's been solid enough that I'd use him because he kind of lacks the strikeout upside, but I think he has a decent game here against this righty-heavy uh, Twins lineup, so not really looking too heavy at the Twins guys. Irvin Santana has been okay this year, but I think I'd be willing to pick on him. They're going to have a lot of guys that can hit right-handed pitching at the top of that Oakland order. You know, if you look at Coco Crisp, switch hitter, uh, Jed Larry, switch hitter, you know, both guys are pretty decent against righties. Josh Reddick being back is huge. He's the best bat they have against right-handed pitching. You know, Valencia has proven he can hit righties this year. Chris Davis has a little bit of power against righties. Steven Vogt down to sixth in the order is a guy that can hit righties. So I I think that this Oakland team can put a couple runs up against Irving Santana. If I'm going to use anybody here, it's probably going to be some of the bats on that side. Yeah, I agree. I think it's probably just not worth going after Gray in this spot where – 
Santana's not very good, and, and I like the Reddick idea. He has price hasn't gone up too high since he's come back. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, uh, I, I think I'm going to stay away from the Minnesota bats, especially coming off uh, a potential rainout, and, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get there. Uh, one ten start in New York, the Mets hosting Miami. Jacob deGrom against Nicolino. Uh, DeGrom, uh I believe is the highest price pitcher on the day. Cueto is higher price, but DeGrom right there at 10,300. Um, are you rolling him out against Miami or are you kind of going the other way? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind rolling him out there. You know, I'm usually a little more worried about using left-handers against Miami. That's why I wasn't a huge fan of Matt's in this spot um, yesterday, but DeGrom, I definitely think I'd be rolling out there a little bit. You know, you look at that Marlins team, you want lefties against the Grom. Yelich is a guy that really doesn't have a ton of upside. You know, maybe a cash game play because he does have a decent average, but that's about it. You know, Dietrich and Bohr have a little bit of pop against right-handers, but, you know, nothing that I'm really going to be afraid of. So I don't mind using the Grom. And then Nicolino is somebody who I just don't think is all that good. The problem is there's not a lot of bats that you can attack him with on this, uh, on this Mets team. You know, Jose Reyes was leading off and is back in the in the lineup today. So if you want to go that route, I'm not even sure. I don't think he was on FanDuel for the Tuesday slate. Um, maybe they'll have him added for the Wednesday slate. But Wilmer Flores is a guy, if he's in there, he hits left-handed pitching really well. And then Jonas Cespedes is, you know, the, basically the only bat that this Mets team has left. So I like Cespedes. I don't mind Flores. And I guess you can use Reyes as a punt if you're if you're really looking to. Yeah, and Cespedes has been crushing left-handed pitching this season. Hit a homer uh, tonight against Wei-Yin Chen and uh, has just been awesome against lefties. So um, love that spot at 3,500 if you're playing the, the day slate. I think that's almost like a, a must play. Um, and also uh, Darno back at 2,500 against the lefty. Not a bad play there as well. Um, and I agree. I'm probably staying away from the Miami bats. I like Yelich a little bit at 3,300 against the righty, but probably not worth it against the ground with so many other, you know, less talented pitchers uh, you could go up against. Uh, mm -hmm. 220 start in Chicago. We've got Adam Warren taking on Anthony Desclafani and the Reds. A couple of guys who um, have, are, are good, have shown they can be good at times, but also can be taken advantage of. How are you viewing this one? Yeah, I like the bats a lot more in this one. On uh, on the Cincy side, you know, maybe a Joey Votto or, or a Jay Bruce, uh, Billy Hamilton if he's up there towards the top of the order because I don't think Contreras is a great catcher at throwing guys out. We haven't really seen a ton of it yet, but if he's behind the plate, I think I'd be willing to take Hamilton looking for some stolen base upside. And then Discaflani is not as horrible as people think he is. He's actually one of the better pitchers that Cincy has, in my opinion. But, I mean, against this lineup, I'm just not going to be messing around with it. You know, Chris Bryan has been crushing the ball. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, very good against right-handed pitching. You know, Contreras, who we mentioned, not a great defensive catcher, but this guy can hit. I mean, where, where do, who don't you like on this on this Cubs team, basically? I mean, Zobris, Hayward, some other lefties that you could throw in there. You know, Javi Baez was leading off the other day. He's another bat that I really like. So, I think there's a lot of talent on the Chicago Cubs team. I think they're going to put up some runs. And then, unless Di Scalfani pitches a complete game, you always have the added bonus of the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning against that Reds bullpen. So, things could get ugly here for Chicago. So, I really like the Cubs. Yeah, I agree. Especially, uh, like you just said, I don't think being the best pitcher, one of the best pitchers the Reds have to offer is sadly 
uh, anything very good because <laughs> mm-hmm. that is a bad staff. And you're right, calling out the fact that the bullpen, uh, when they get involved, that's a chance for some you know real value as well. And just look at the lineups and see which of those Chicago bats and of the Contreras's and the Baez and the Amores and all these guys. And just there will be values there, and, and then that'll allow you to play the the higher price guys as well. Chris Bryant came back, homered again. Uh, even Addison Russell had a couple homers today. So um, yeah, I mean, I, a lot like of I said, that, li- that lineup is just from top to bottom is just so good. Yeah, and they've still got Dexter Fowler out. Can you imagine they lost Schwarber earlier in the year? It's really a, mm-hmm. it's really nuts how much talent. Uh, all right, Benny, let's move on. Three ten start in Los Angeles. Uh, Bud Norris, the newest Dodger, hosting. Uh, the Orioles and Kevin Gaussman. Gaussman has looked dominant at times. Um, Los Angeles not very good. Do you kind of like Gaussman in this spot? Yeah, I mean, see, my problem is that Bud Norris has been amazing lately. So, you know, how many runs can you really expect? I, I can't believe I'm even going to say this. What are you how many, saying? How many this runs? is like yeah. a Twilight Zone. You know, somebody somebody was talking to me about it the other day where he scrapped. I think it was he used to throw like a changeup and he kind of scrapped it for you know, like a cutter or a slider that he's been throwing a little more now. And it's, you know, helped him be an out pitch against uh, left-handers, which had been a problem for him getting out some of these left-handed bats. So, you know, he's been really, really good. I mean, this Baltimore team is one that they can get a lot of strikeouts or they can hit a lot of home runs. You know, there's been guys that put up good games against them, and there's been guys who put up, you know, some really large negative numbers against them. So I, I really am not on you know, too many guys on the Orioles, even though it's Bud Norris, who who we used to stack against. But, I mean, I, I'm a believer in the turnaround that this guy's had. I do like Gaussman. The only – the thing is I kind of like a couple bats on the Dodgers. Like, I'm a huge Corey Seager fan. This kid has looked great at the plate lately. He absolutely crushes right-handed pitching. So, he's somebody that I'm afraid of. Other than that, though, there's not a lot of bats on this Dodgers side. So, I mean, really, Corey Seager is about the only thing I like in this game. I don't think I'm really on either one of these pitchers. Yeah, the the Dodgers offense has been sneakily really bad for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of like Gaussman there at 8,400. But, you know, maybe in a tournament is more of an upside play. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't love any of the uh, the Baltimore bats, like, more than normal. But... It's not an awful matchup, but you know I know you're you're all in on Bud Norris, which is just insane to say. Um, but you know a few of the guys like Weeters isn't crazy expensive, uh, only a twenty nine hundred. I think that's a pretty nice value there. He hits right as well. Um, you know some of the other guys a little higher, but Chris Davis always maybe worth an upside play in a tournament as well against righty as well. All right, Benny, moving on, uh, we've got one more game in the day slate. 405 start in Washington. Tanner Roark hosting Matt Garza and the Brewers. Roark uh, just keeps pitching well, Ben. Yeah, he's actually a guy who I'm looking at for, for tournaments here today. You know, this Brewers team, very right-handed, dominant up at the top of the order, and they really don't hit right-handed pitching all that well. They hit lefties really well. Right-handed pitching, they're just – you know, kind of pedestrian against and have a decent strikeout rate. So I don't hate Roark here. And then on the other side, I like the lefties going up against Garza. Uh, Love Bryce Harper. You know, you got to like Daniel Murphy, uh, Ben Revere leading off at the top of the order. You know, I think all of those guys are are in play. You can throw in like a Jason Worth or Ryan Zimmerman to round out a stack. I think Garza is going to get lit up for a bunch of runs. So really like these Washington bats up at the top of the order. Wilson Ramos, even if you need a catcher, I really like what he's been doing this year. 
you know, any any of those guys. And then even Danny Espinosa, I mean, God, it feels like every time this guy gets up, he's smashing two home runs in a game right now. So, like I said, love these Washington bats, you know, pick and choose which ones you want in there. Yeah, I feel similarly. I, I, I'm always down the stack against Garza. And I think Rowark at 9,000, you know, on a day without a lot of – sure things at pitcher is uh is kind of a nice upside play i agree Benny, yeah before... i think Go i was ahead. gonna say i think he's a little pricey which is actually kind of why i like him for tournaments because i think he'll be very low owned and i really kind of like that spot for him. yeah no no he is at nine thousand, a little pricey but you know good matchup against a milwaukee team that's significantly better against lefties and he's been really good and really consistent i mean when you look at smiley at nine thousand, you know i'd much rather and, and pineda at 9100 even though it's a probably a better matchup i'd much rather have roark than either one of those two guys so mm-hmm. um anyway uh interesting uh interesting call there i i think the tournament call is is probably the right one there uh benny before we move on to the night slate let me remind everyone mlb season is here and that means that daily fantasy baseball is back Go to Fandle.com. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. Benny Benny and I play. It's it's so much fun. You can play with your friends. You can create leagues with just your friends, with a bunch of people. You can start your own leagues, and you don't have to worry about injuries or, or, you know, guys losing favor in the line. You can just get rid of them the next day. It's, It's really a blast. And you can join over the 1 million other users who've already won money. It's never too late to join. Come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Just go and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code RWPOD to sign up now. That's RWPOD. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. Again, you must use my code RWPOD for over a $60 value for just 25 bucks. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD over at FanDuel.com where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. All right, Benny, let's get to the night slate. Eight games to break down here, starting in Boston as the uh, a newly anointed all-star knuckleballer, Stephen Wright, taking on Martin Perez and the Red and the uh, Rangers, the lefty there. Um, Perez has been all right, without striking anyone out so you're not really a fan to play but are you hit are you sending hitters up against him and, and how are you handling right yeah i like see, the thing about martin perez is he's an extreme ground ball pitcher so if you're looking for home runs in this game you're probably not going to get them which makes it tough to play you know guys like david ortiz and hanley ramirez in the middle of that lineup I actually like using guys like Xander Bogarts or, or Dustin Pedroia as one-offs in this situation because those are the guys that are used to pounding out three and four hits and, and scoring a run or two and playing a little bit more of the small ball style. So those are the guys that I've been taking against Perez. But I don't think you should stack up against Perez because, like I said, he, he gets a lot of ground balls and he doesn't really give up a lot of huge seven, eight, nine run kind of games. So... I like the Red Sox, but I like them for a bunch of singles and kind of, you know, like a death by singles kind of thing. So not really looking at any of the big home run bats there. And then Stephen Wright, I mean, I've been expecting this guy to regress all season. You know, some of the guys who look deep into the, you know, the sabermetric pitching numbers say that he's he's due for regression. And, you know, his BABIP, he's been getting lucky and, you know, all these big acronyms that they throw around. But the truth is, the guy just keeps going out there and putting up pretty good games. So, 
I don't know. The the one thing I've noticed that, that I've seen is when it's raining, the knuckleball doesn't dance all that much, and that's when he tends to get hit. So unless it's raining tomorrow in, uh, up in Boston, I really can't take any of these bats against them. And I know Texas has been hot, but, you know, Wright's been that good. Yeah, and it's it's just a stay away for me. It's so tough. I feel with him, it's like if the knuckleball is on, you're screwed. And if you if you stack against him, you're screwed. You know, and then if he's all, it's just too hard to predict. And he has been more good than bad. So I agree. I'm mm-hmm. kind of staying away in this one as well. I might throw some Red Sox bats uh, in a few lineups. Um, maybe you know Sandy Leone here or there or something, but. Uh, I'm certainly not getting crazy with it. Uh, let's move on. 707 start in Toronto, where I'm guessing we'll definitely be getting some bats in the lineup, Benny, as uh, Ian Kennedy taking on Marcus Stroman. Uh, obviously, his Toronto lineup is just white hot uh, consistently. Ever since you bashed them, they've just been really, really I, you good. Know, I, they, you did it really for have. everyone else, right, Benny? Uh, for, for, yeah. you, you got the DFS people, you know, Toronto. You brought You brought that for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, against Ian Kennedy, Ian Kennedy is an extreme fly ball pitcher. So you got to like all these guys with home run upside. Josh Donaldson, Edwin Encarnacion, Michael Saunders, you know, maybe even Troy Tulowitzki in there. Um, you know, De- Devin Travis. You know, Kennedy's basically neutral to right and left-handed bats. They both hit him pretty well. But he does have that high fly ball rate. So in a place like Toronto where high fly ball rates tend to turn into a lot of home runs in that stadium, you know, I think you got to keep liking these Toronto bats. They'll probably be chalky, but I do think they're going to put up some runs. And then Stroman is a guy that has a low batting average allowed to both sides of the plate. He does walk a few guys, doesn't usually pitch incredibly deep into the games, but he's been pretty good. And this Royals offense has a bunch of injuries. You know, Alex Gordon leading off hasn't really been doing much for them. The one guy who's hot that I'm worried about is Kendrys Morales, but outside of him... You know, I think I'd rather use Stroman than any of the bats on the Royals. Yeah, I think I, I agree, especially if you're going to do a Toronto stack in a tournament or something. It's, you know, you can kind of hedge it with the Stroman win as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree. I think against Kennedy, uh, you just keep riding these Toronto bats out. Some of the prices have been getting uh, a little nuts. I mean, Donaldson is only at 4200 today, but was at 4700 uh, yesterday, I guess tomorrow, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. 4,200. So, um, so, but 4,200, it's not that bad considering, look, two homers today. So, um, you know, that they just keep hitting. And I think uh, you're going to be, you know, unhappy if you don't have some of them in your lineup whenever they're playing in that park against a fly ball pitcher. Uh, moving on, in Tampa, 7-10 start, the lefty Drew Smiley, who's been the definition of up and down, uh, taking on the, uh, the guy who never ages, Jared Weaver, still out there throwing 60 miles an hour or whatever it is, Ben. What, what do you do here? Yeah, you know, Smiley is, is interesting because he's a guy that strikes a lot of people out, but he's also given up a ton of hits, a ton of walks, and a ton of runs, and especially home runs to right-handed bats. Now, you got a couple right-handed bats on this Angels team that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. You know, you're looking at Trout, you're looking at I don't really look at Pujols anymore. I think I'd rather C.J. Crone. But, again, both of those guys have some upside to do it. You know, Jeffrey Marte as well is another guy there. You know, Escobar at the top of the order hits lefties well. I don't think this is going to be a good start for Smiley at all. And I wouldn't mind using some of the bats, especially like Trout and Crone. And then, like you said, with Weaver, I mean, he just kind of keeps getting it done. This Tampa Bay team is not good against right-handed pitching. Um, You know, you can look at the lefties, but the lefties in this order are really weak. The lefties are like... Corey Dickerson, Logan Morrison, Brad Miller, not really guys that 
I want to put on my team at all. So I'm not using Weaver, but I also don't want to use any of the Tampa Bay bats against them. And then on the other side, I'm not using Smiley, um, but I, I wouldn't mind having some exposure to the home run guys like Trout and Crown. Yeah, I think that's a good call, Trout. Um, uh, Trout sat last night, uh, assuming it's on some sort of injury or whatever. Uh, he'll be back in line. And Crone has been been white hot right now. So, uh, and you know what? I, even though having said that, uh, Smiley, he's too high at nine thousand, but kind of similar to your Roark, um, you know, thought uh, Smiley uh, at nine thousand in a tournament. Maybe you just take a, a flyer on him because he will be very low owned and and is mm-hmm. capable of a you know a ten twelve strikeout game. So, mm-hmm. um, it is certainly worth keeping an eye on that situation. Um, all right, Benny, let's move on to 810 start. We got a couple of them. The first in Chicago at the cell is Miguel Gonzalez, the righty hosting Michael Pineda and the Yanks. Pineda's been a little bit better lately. Miguel Gonzalez has never really been better. <laughs> you going to stack some uh, some Yanks here, Benny, your team? No, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that ever this season. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I mean, it's, you know, like you said, I'm a Yankees fan, and they've been in spots so many spots this season where they've had a weak pitcher and a good ballpark and it's like you know oh yeah the yankees are going to be a good stack has anybody made any money stacking the yankees this year i mean for me outside of mccann or beltron as a one-off i don't think i've ever felt comfortable with with that many yankees in my lineup i haven't played ellsbury all year haven't played gardner all year if you want to look at McCann and uh, and Beltron against the you know the righty Gonzalez, I think those two guys are probably the only two guys that make any sense. You know maybe Didi Gregorius for a punt. He's been you know swinging a hot bat lately. I'm not a big fan of Gonzalez, but I just I, I the Yankees haven't paid off for me, so I'm definitely not going to be stacking them. I do like Pineda though. I mean everybody talked about he's another one of those guys that you know people talked about how he got unlucky. You know, at the beginning of the year, like Wright's been getting lucky and his numbers should be worse. Pineda's the guy who's been getting unlucky and his numbers should be better. So he's been rounding it, you know, getting better and kind of rounding back into form the last couple games. He does have strikeout upside. And all season long, we've been saying how good the pitching is for the White Sox and the bats keep letting them down. So have no problem picking on this offense. So I like Pineda a little bit as well. Yeah, I agree staying away from the bats, but... Having said that, when just to flip it around real quick, Miguel Gonzalez at sixty two hundred, are you taking a flyer or or is that just too far a bridge to cross? Yeah, I mean, he would need to have more strikeout upside than what we've seen out of him. You know, I know he's gonna give up a run or two. And I know that these Yankees bats are bad, but I, I don't think I can go that route. I mean, if you want to in a tournament, if you're trying to stack up like, you know, two expensive teams and he's the guy that you wind up on. You know, like you said, like like people say, yeah, anybody could be a guy for a tournament play, but it's not something I'm going to have any exposure to. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I could ever do that with Miguel Gonzalez. It just feels dirty. All right, uh, another A-10 star in Houston. Mike Fires taking on Wade LeBlanc, a bass, blast from the past. Wade LeBlanc back in the majors, the lefty. Um, neither of these pitchers that good. Are you going to get some bats here in Houston? Yeah, I want... You know, I want a couple bats in this game. Uh, for the Houston side, I think you can, you like Altuve, you like Correa, you like Springer. You know, Marvin Gonzalez, if he's hitting in the two hole, is pretty good against left-handed pitching. So the whole top part of that order, maybe an Evan Gaddis or a Carlos Gomez, who's, you know, kind of back from the dead. I mean, for the longest time, Carlos Gomez went from being a really good player in Milwaukee to just a complete afterthought in, uh, 
you know, down in uh, in Houston. You know, funny story. Before the Mets traded for Cespedes, he was the guy who was supposed to be a Met. So I think that worked out pretty well for them. Oh yeah, he was the uh, part of the Johan Santana trade too, as well. He was originally a Met way back when, and uh, mm-hmm. they kind of lucked out twice on that one. Yeah, no, they have uh, they have definitely gotten a lot for him and really, really dodged a bullet with him a couple times. Um, on the other side of this game too, I mean, Mikey Fires. Last year, his this guy was kind of lights out when he was pitching before he got hurt. This year, he's been pretty horrible. So I, I don't mind the left-handed bats. I mean, you know, Martin leading off is in a decent spot. Seth Smith has been swinging a hot stick. Robinson Cano has been great this year. Kyle Seager. You know, even Nelson Cruz is pretty good in righty-on-righty matchups. So I think the Mariners are going to put up some runs, especially in Houston, which is a good hitter's park. I love that you went Mikey Fires. Oh, yeah. Like, that's your guy. He's my boy. And he was last year. This year, he is not my boy. Actually, you know what? I stacked up against him one game that he did really bad. So he's my boy this year, too. There you go. He's, he's still got your back just the other way around. Uh, I'm with you. I'm starting uh, anyone for the right price in this game. Uh, 8-15 start in St. Louis. Battle of lefties here. Jeff Locke going for the Pirates. Jaime Garcia for the Cardinals. Uh, you getting some bats here as well, I would think. I know Jaime Garcia can be... Uh, can have good days and bad. Uh, lock are, are mostly bad days. You know what? The funny thing is, I really don't like any of the bats in this game. Wow. Yeah. Well, you look at the Cardinals. Cardinals are not good against left-handed pitching. Locke's actually been pitching okay lately. The only bat on the Cardinals you really want against the lefty is Piscotty. So he's really the only guy that's in play for the Cardinals for me. And then Jaime Garcia, it's something that people don't realize. This is a... Another one of these guys that's an extreme ground ball guy. He doesn't give up a lot of home runs, and he's a reverse splits lefty, which I don't know how many of them, you know, besides him, there even are in the league. But left-handed bats tend to do better against him, and you don't have a lot of left-handed bats on this Pirates team. You know, they have a lot of guys that are right-handed swingers that hit well against right-handed pitching, but, you know, against lefties, they they really aren't all that great. So I think that Garcia is going to get a lot of ground balls in this game. I think he's going to keep these guys off the scoreboard, and I actually think this is a great game for the two pitchers. I think you're going to get like a like a 2-1 final or a 3-1 final in this game here today. So not really on any of the bats. Like I said, the only guy I think I'm using is Biscotti. Wow, I love the Biscotti call, but you so you're saying you would you would consider rolling out Jeff Locke at 6900 because because he's a guy who at least has a little more K upside than Miguel Gonzalez, I would think. I mean, if you're asking me who I'm playing, if I was, you know, gun to my head and I had to play Jeff Locke or Miguel Gonzalez, I would definitely play Jeff Locke well before I played Miguel Gonzalez. But, I mean, in all honesty, you know, I think Locke is one of those guys that I'm not using him, but I'm not taking bats against him. Perfect. I I think that's a good distinction to make for people. Uh, All right, 940 start, two games left on the site in Arizona Shelby Miller, uh, who just can't seem to get things right this year, taking on the Padres and Colin Ray uh, in Arizona. You got to got a stack here, right, man? Yeah, and and that's the way I think you play this game. Is if you're going to stack, you stack on either side. There aren't really bats that stand out to me that I want to pick out. Like we're using this guy or that guy. You know, San Diego's not great against right-handed pitching, but. Shelby Miller's been that bad that I still think they're all in play. But if they're in play, you want to take them thinking Shelby Miller's going to be bad, and you want to have as much exposure to bad Shelby Miller as possible. And then the same thing on the other side. You know, Colin Rea, he's had a couple good starts, a couple bad starts, getting a big negative park shift here. 
Um, so, I mean, you know, Goldie's always in play. Jake Lamb, the lefty. These guys are all going to be expensive because this is probably going to be one of the higher total games on the day. I'm probably staying away from it for that reason, but I think Arizona's in a good spot, and I think San Diego's in a good spot that if you're somebody playing tournaments, you want to stack them up or even game stack both sides of this. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that's a clever play. There are going to be runs scored in this game. Uh, Lamb at 3,600, it really isn't that bad considering the spot. Um, and, and, you know, the rest, there are some high guys like Goldschmidt at uh, 4,600. It's expensive, but, uh, you know, it might be mm-hmm. worth it. And Myers at 4,500 might be worth it. Um, I, I just think this is definitely a game where you, where you get the bats out there. As, yeah, I, I think one of these two pitchers is going to be really bad, and potentially both of them. So so mm-hmm. you want to have action on both sides. All right, Benny, uh, rounding out the night in a night where I could see both pitchers actually pitching really well, 10-15 start. Jorge de la Rosa. I could, I could do that better. Jorge de la Rosa taking on uh, Johnny Cueto. Cueto obviously has been a, a terrific all-star uh, uh, announced tonight as well. Uh, 10,800. Uh, so I guess first I'll ask, are you considering starting Cueto at, at 10,800? Uh, and then Jorge has been pretty good on the road, especially at 6,600. Uh, and also, are you staying away from the bats? Yeah, I'm not really on any of the bats in this game, with the one exception probably being Buster Posey. I don't mind him uh, as a righty going up against De La Rosa. He's probably the one guy I would use bats-wise. As far as pitching, I mean, I really like Cueto, but I, I think he's a tad expensive. You know, he doesn't usually have huge K, uh, strikeout upside, although, you know, the Rockies are really bad away from home. You know, they're usually much worse against left-handed pitching. Against righties, they're usually okay. I haven't decided if I'm going to be using Cueto. I I know I don't think I'm going to be using him in cash. I made I kind of made that decision, but I do think I'll have some exposure in tournaments. I just think he's a little too pricey for me uh, to use him as my cash pitcher, and because there's a lot of bats that I want to get in there. But I mean, he's in a good spot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I think Cueto's going to get lit up or anything like that. I just think price wise, he's a tad expensive for what I expect out of him. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I kind of like Jorge, though. At 6,600, I think that's a really nice value. I mean, uh, when you look at the way he's pitched, he, you know, FanDuel points his last five outings, you know, 27, then 45, 30, 30, 39. Like, not great, but when you're looking at the price, I mean, it's a pretty low floor considering the, the price. So um, mm-hmm. I, I like him as a, a potential play in, in really both cash or tournaments. Um, outside of that, though, I think, though, with Quaid on the hill, has just been great. Whether he strikes guys out or not, I think this is a game where you just avoid all the hitters. Maybe, like you said, I think I may consider Posey um, just because, you know, at 3200 that's really not that that large an expense to have him going up against a lefty. But uh, for the most part, I think I'm staying away from the hitters. Uh, all right, that's going to do it. Benny, that was, that was quick, man. Uh, we That was uh, – uh, we had a little hiccup in the middle, but but we'll fix that in editing, and, and no one will ever know. That's it. Hey. Except I told them. Well, I was gonna say it's the magic of behind the scenes, but you're you're pulling a curtain back right now. That's what you know. That's what I do. I can't lie to the people, man. If, if they're listening to us, I'm gonna be straightforward. I got to, Benny. You you are a man of the people. This that's is the right. people's this is the people's podcast. So that's you know. right. That's right. I I have I have nothing if not for my integrity, Benny. 
uh, and I will be accepting any sponsorship offers. I will say anything anybody <laughs> wants me to say. All right, Betty and uh, I will be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire DFS podcast for July the 6th, breaking down the MLB slate again. Betty and I will talk to you tomorrow for the Thursday, uh, July 7th slate. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck. Go out. Win some money. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.